Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Hot Takes from the Berg podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mitchner, joined alongside Ian Hatcher and Jackson Didlake. How y'all doing tonight, boys? Doing good, man. Doing good. Ready to talk some football. Yeah, exact same. It's super after the Super Bowl, it's going to be the dry period, but it's the period I really like about. And I mean, we got a little bit of a taste of what the offseason usually provides here before we even get to the Super Bowl. So I'm always excited for it. A very, very shocking trade that I really think came out of nowhere. Matthew Stafford traded to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, two first-round picks from 2022 and 2023, and a third-round pick this season. Um, now, the Rams, yes, Jared Goff hasn't been fantastic, but he's been a serviceable quarterback, and I feel like he's kind of in the same quarterback class as a guy like Matthew Stafford. I completely disagree. I think Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. I think he's top 10 in the league probably. Um, And Jared Goff is definitely not. I think the trade kind of tells you everything you need to say. Like, I think Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback, but I think the biggest thing with this trade is that the Rams know they screwed up with the contract because they, I don't think, I don't think Stafford's worth two first round picks necessarily, but I do think he's worth two first round picks if you're also getting the Lions to take a guy away that has a horrible contract that you're trying to offload. So I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's too first if they're not trying to pawn Jared Goff on somebody to take off that horrible, horrible contract. I feel the exact same way. I, I feel like it's no real contest here. I think Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback in a similar way to Jackson. I think he's elite. I really do. I think he's one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. I think you people are so quick to look at you know him playing for the Lions his whole career and, and just want to go and look at the numbers if you've ever seen Matthew Stafford play it you don't it's hard to find a bad game for Matthew Stafford he's always doing everything he can to keep their their head above water but it just seems to be a different story every single year for why the Lions are as bad as they are but usually I mean the only staple that really any part of Lions football has been able to rely on in the last 20 years basically was Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson so I think that goes to say what you know kind of a caliber player he's been for that franchise and and I think it was obvious by the extra mile that you know they had to go with the draft picks and what you touched on was really really interesting Jackson because I think this is really one of the first times I've seen a little bit of an NBA uh, trade theory come into the NFL where you'll see like it was essentially a Jared Goff salary dump. I mean, not only did they obviously switch quarterbacks, but the biggest thing for them was getting his contract off of their books because I think just exactly like you said, Jackson, I think they're regretting giving him that contract. And like I said, I don't think it's that close. I think that this Rams team is officially a contender. I, I really spoke badly about them last season in our you know preseason outlook and – a lot of that had to do with Jared Goff. I absolutely love the defense. I love – I don't love the wide receivers for this team, but they are very, very good in their own right and offensively all around with, you know, their rookie running back. I can't – I'm blanking on his name right now, but with his emergence, I mean – Cam Akers. Cam Akers, thank you. With his emergence, I mean, this offense is going to be high-powered, and I think that the Rams will finally be able to keep up with their defense next year. 
Now, the big thing with the Rams is when you have a guy like Deshaun Watson on the trade block, why go after a guy like Matthew Stafford when you have the assets to be able to get Watson since he desperately wants out of Houston? And they could have easily sent close to the same package, maybe a, another pick or two. And Deshaun Watson is easily, easily a top-five quarterback in this league. Well, if Matthew Stafford's worth two picks, two first-round picks at 32 years old, then Deshaun Watson's got to be worth, like, five. But the thing is, they're going to have to take something because they don't want to just lose him in free agency. Yeah, but, I mean, and, and he still has time on the contract, too. So, yeah. I mean, they can technically force him to play. I think it's a terrible idea, and you're just going to put yourself in a bad spot. But, I mean, whoever's going to try to get Deshaun Watson, I mean, teams are going to get in a serious bidding war for that guy just because he's so good. And I, I don't know where he's going to go, but those teams are going to have to give up a lot to get him like a lot because there's going to be, I mean, Matthew Stafford, I think they had seven or eight guys calling about Matthew Stafford was like some of the reports that I've seen. Like you got to at least double that for a guy like Deshaun Watson, like, like Matt Stafford, I I'm pretty high on Stafford. I think he's a top 10 quarterback, but there is a big difference in value between a top 10 quarterback and a top three quarterback, which is where I think Watson is pretty much at. Like short of maybe Mahomes and Rogers and, I, I would I would take Watson ahead of Russell Wilson right now uh, in terms of age and stuff like that, but like it, it is hard to like Watson's so good that I think I think you got to give up pretty much everything for that guy. I'm not even entirely sold on the fact that Houston is actively trying to move him at this point in time. I wouldn't be surprised if at you know in the future before even next season that he is moved and and is playing for another team. It wouldn't surprise me at all based off of what he's made known. But I, I still think there's that lapse in the front office, front office in Houston, and I don't think that they want to part ways with that guy. I think the the sad reality is setting in very, very slowly for them that they actually are probably going to have to move on from Deshaun Watson, and that they they've kind of spoiled the situation. But I'm still not even sure that when this deal was finalized, I don't even think that they were really looking for an offer. Really, I think if they would have gotten blown away, obviously he'd have been on the move. But outside of that, I don't think it was really a case, and also. You know, like Jackson said, if you could drum up a bidding war at any single point in time, which is more probably more likely to happen in the offseason, you'll be liable to get a better package with teams competing. So I I thought it was also interesting that I saw Los Angeles also reached out to Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers' availability, which is absolutely crazy. I think they want a quarterback. Now, not that I don't think that Deshaun Watson is a very, very talented quarterback and one of the best in this league. But I think it's kind of obvious what they want. And it's a little weird to me at the same time, because I thought with Stafford, yeah, you wonder why they went for Stafford over Watson. And a part of me wanted to be like, well, he's just more experienced. He's obviously got playoff experience. No, he doesn't. He did the same amount as Deshaun Watson. He played, I think Deshaun Watson actually played in a playoff game, right? Yeah, he played. I don't think they – I think they lost. No, they, they lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, so uh-huh. – it. It's a little bit of a lapse there, but like you said, I still love Matthew Stafford on this on this Rams team, and I think the price was just right to get like a top ten quarterback to lead this team for as well rounded as the Rams already were. I mean, it just seemed like that only hole really on their entire roster was at the quarterback position, and to fill it with a guy like Matt Stafford is that's a good deal. Now you had brought up Aaron Rodgers, Ian. Um, there has been some some big trade rumors with the Green Bay Packers and a four-team trade uh, consisting of uh, Green Bay, 
San Francisco, Houston Texans, and New England Patriots. Um, Aaron Rodgers would be shipped to uh, San Francisco. Jimmy G would go back to the Patriots, where he was a backup to Tom Brady for God knows how long. Um, and then it would be a swap of Bryce Love for Deshaun Watson. Of course, Houston would get a bunch of picks in that regard. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, my fault. Bryce Love was the running back. But if this happened, this would probably be one of the the biggest trades in recent NFL history. Yeah, I just have a hard time believing Aaron Rodgers is going to go anywhere. That just feels like the hardest part for really anything here is – I got to imagine the Rams were called and were willing to give up a lot. And if they turned around the Rams that fast, then I'd assume that they don't have that much interest in moving away from Aaron Rodgers. But then you put yourself in a weird spot where does Jordan Love get want to play or is Aaron Rodgers still mad about that? But I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback who's not trying to, he's not going to stir up the same drama that Deshaun Watson is right now. Like Watson, I, I don't know that, it's just hard to see Watson playing in Houston this year. Like he just seems like he has zero interest in it and doesn't want to be there. Whereas Rogers is a guy where I think he'll respect it enough to stay where he has to be, even if the Matt LaFleur thing isn't working. See the, the Watson situation, while it's a different sport, it kind of reminds me of the Anthony Davis situation with the Pelicans um, two seasons ago where he just didn't want to be there. He wanted to be traded away, and he basically sat out the last 20 games of the NBA season. Yeah, those are pretty similar. I think that's actually a pretty good comparison for people that watch the NBA. But even then, he he was sat by the Pelicans for a good amount of that too. Like, And that was kind of an, an inevitable trade, whereas I think, I think they're going to try to force Watson to play as much as they can. I think the Pelicans have given up on that situation at least. My question in that in that huge blockbuster is is Bryce Love and I already know you don't know the exact specifics around the, the picks and whatnot, but is Bryce Love enough for the Texans to get Jordan rid of Love? Jordan, Jordan Love. God. We are so obsessed Jason, with Washington here, man. We got too many Washington fans in one <laughs> podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, don't count me in. <laughs> Still but, choose enough. <laughs> but um, Jordan Love, excuse me, yeah. I'm not sure that he's enough. Uh, and I feel like for, I could say for probably them and New England, I, I feel like both of those teams, just the way they're currently constructed, uh, I'm throwing Belichick to the side for the moment, just because obviously he's always a win now coach. I mean, you can't think of him going through a rebuild at all, but just given both of those teams roster constructors, I think they're both probably their best bet is headed for a rebuild. And uh, be crazy to count out Bill Belichick and being able to pull off a one-season turnaround. But I, I do think that they would both probably want to invest in young quarterback prospects of their own liking. I'm not sure that they would like to just be pawned off on, on Jordan Love. I think that's kind of a problem that Green Bay has is, like, I think they need to squeeze every ounce of Aaron Rodgers that they can for now. Because I think once he leaves, you might be, you know, you're putting yourself in a bad spot with a potential rebuild. I mean – it's all going to come down to money. You have a great defense and, you know, you would hopefully be able to re-sign all those guys, but you're going to have to start back at square one with a younger quarterback. And at least for the next two years, you want to have Jordan Love to just continue to learn and understand the game. Cause right now, if you're throwing them in there, I mean, it'd be hard to expect, like, you know, we don't see second year quarterbacks sit and then play great the next year, like that often. I mean, yeah, we had the Patrick Mahomes experience, but 
I mean, to imagine that that's ever going to happen with somebody again is, you know, would be nuts. Yeah, let's say Pat Mahomes is literally just a different breed of human. Yeah, we just when you when you're in a conversation and talking about football, if you bring up Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes, it's just you just can't do it. Like it's just (laughs) those two people just should just be like avoided in every conversation because it's not going to be a fair fight if you bring one of them up. (laughs) Tom Brady the goat, Pat Mahomes the future goat. Possibly, possibly. I do wonder though, like if like what you said is true, Jackson, that they're going to try and squeeze everything out of Aaron Rodgers that they can, which I absolutely believe. I, I think this team is, it's obvious that they prove that they're, uh, you know, competing for a championship. And I think that Aaron Rodgers will play there until that is no longer the case, or he just simply can't play anymore. But I do, at the point that they squeeze what he's got left, it's going to be almost time for Jordan Love to get a contract. And it's just a whole lot of reasons why we'd have to do a whole nother podcast on the amount of reasons why a lot of people were not fans of that Jordan Love pick, me being one of them. But uh, there's just a lot around that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They would essentially put themselves in the exact same problem that the Patriots were in a couple of years ago, where you have a young quarterback who you wanted to be the future, and now their contract's up and you have to pay them. And you don't want to have one guy on the books for a ton of money and have to pay the like I like I think the Patriots still wanted to pay Jimmy Garoppolo eighteen million dollars a year just to back up Brady because that's how much Bill liked him, and obviously you know they ended up shipping him off to the Niners. But like that's the unfortunate thing with the NFL is this is that the timing doesn't match up like that. It's a tough spot, and I mean Rodgers is thirty eight. I think he was thirty seven during the regular season. I might be wrong on that, but I mean this guy wants to play do the Tom Brady forty three. I mean even Drew Brees played until he was forty two. Then you're talking four more years. Love just had year one on his contract. That means you got to pay him, you know, bring on that fifth year. And by the time, even if Rodgers plays past 43, you'd have to pay Love at some point. Yeah. And the thing with Jordan Love, um, with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, you knew you were going to get a good quarterback out of Aaron Rodgers. He looked fantastic in college. I don't think anyone knew he was going to be this great. But Jordan Love didn't look amazing in college no I mean he had his moments for sure and I remember I, I watched I tried to watch tape on all the guys coming up to the draft and I didn't like him as much as I think a lot of people did but I think he's one of those guys where he was really talented showed a lot of potential and if he can put it together then you got a great quarterback and I, I felt kind of the same way with Dwayne Haskins and he didn't put it together but I kind of I, I thought the same way with Josh Allen and that's a guy that's put it all together. Like, I think, I think usually when you take a stab at raw, like super raw talent, like those guys, you either, you know, hit the jackpot. Like I think Kansas city did like with, with Pat Mahomes. And then I think you just have a lot of people that just completely miss, but even then I'd rather take a shot on a guy that's going to be a rare, a raw talent and see if he can shoot for the stars than taking a guy that I think is a safe pick like Daniel Jones, who isn't it. <laughs> Like, I'd rather shoot for the stars and have a top three. Like, like teams that have a t- like the tenth best quarterback in the league. Like, I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Like, he's not he's not a top three guy. He's not you know Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh. I mean, those are the four dudes who played in the NFC Championship this year. You gotta have a top quarterback. If you don't, then it doesn't matter. Don't sign mediocre quarterbacks to your team if you want to try to win a Super Bowl. It's not gonna work. 
the thing is you there aren't really that there aren't that many top caliber quarterbacks and if they are they're locked up like Pat Mahomes on a 10-year 500 million dollar And this is the first time we've seen one not locked up. Well, I mean we have one locked up but like Watson might be on the move like that's why you give up everything for a guy like that. Because I mean even if you take into the, if you go into the draft you're not you know expect like I mean we think four I can't even remember how long it goes four or five years ago you know it's like oh man we have two future stars Jared Goff and Carson Wentz you can't go wrong taking one of these guys one or two and it turns out that you could go wrong either way yeah I mean you just missed quarterback prospects are definitely the the biggest what ifs in football in the draft yeah like we always hear oh yeah like we always hear like these one-two quarterbacks like oh these guys are the future one-two punch of the league and then you look back at the times that people were like oh these are the two best these guys are going to be the two best quarterbacks in the league and it's like jared goff and carson went suck james winston yep. yeah they, <laughs> either one of those dudes start for their team now like they're both backups rg rg3 had a good start and then injuries killed him andrew luck was good but injuries killed him so you had two guys that just got injured and couldn't do anything with it like like the whole prospect thing it never works out like that you got to work hard you got to you, know, you think of the goat, you think of Tom Brady. He's not good. He wasn't like he wasn't great when he got drafted in the sixth round. He was great because he worked his ass off and became a, a star. Patrick Mahomes wasn't, I mean, he was he was good, but he wasn't a star. I think Patrick Mahomes is who he is to now because he got to learn for a year under Reed and learn from Alex Smith in a playoff caliber team. Like you gotta have the right moves there to make somebody good. Yeah. If if we are gonna say anything, Alex Smith is probably the the best mentor out of the NFL right now. I don't know. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins didn't work. <laughs> okay, that's different. But he has Taylor Heineke to back him up now. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes next year. I don't even know who's going to start a quarterback next year in Washington. Man. But he he mentored Kaepernick to get them to a Super Bowl uh, appearance, and then mentored out. Uh, not a, he mentored Pat Mahomes for a year, and he turned out to be probably the best quarterback in the league right now. So it's gone well. He's two for three. It's good enough. But I think that's going to wrap us up for this this short little episode, just breaking down the, the Stafford train, just rambling a little bit about football because um, that's what we all love here. Football is – it's almost over, and we just have to squeeze every little last drop we can out of it. Hey, CFL starts in uh, June or July. Go watch some Canadian football. That's a tough sell, man. <laughs> I know. No, you, you guys don't look that interested into it. <laughs> but I've been your host, Jason Michener, joined alongside Ian Hatcher and Jackson Didlake. We'll see y'all next time.